Hello and welcome to my first ever video blog. My name is Russell Scott and I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. It's taken quite a long time to put it together and it's taken a lot of takes to get this first one out. So I think I'll probably get quicker and I'll get better at it. But I wanted to share uh, my passions with you, my passion for learning, developing and being the very best um, that we can be as performers. I specialise in musical theatre, but I've trained in musical theatre and classical, and I love what I do, and my, my belief in life is if you don't enjoy doing it, then don't do it. Thank you very much for tuning in, thank you for finding this blog, and um, it's really designed for anyone that's involved in performance that wants to be their very best, and I suppose that's a little bit cliche, we all want to be our very best, but it's about knowing how to do it, and it's about learning. We are continually learning in life, we are learning off other people, we are learning from ourselves in what we do right and what we do wrong. And being your very best is really about giving 100% in everything you do. And whether you're a performer or an actor or a musician, no matter what you're doing on that performance space, you need to be your very best, you need to be committed and you need to do your very best at what you do best. And this is for you, whether you're earning a living at doing this, whether you're doing it professionally or not, this is for you. There are lots of people performing out there, whether you're performing on a West End stage, whether you're busking in a street or on the underground, or whether you are doing an Amdram or you're working in a choir, or whether you are just singing because you love doing it. This is for you, and I'm going to share as much as I can with you on my life and my experience over the past 35 years as a performer, and I'm going to share that with you and try and help you get better. We're all learning, as I say, and we're all trying to be the best we can be, and I'm gonna help you try and take that a little bit further. I'm gonna give you some vocal technique tips, I'm gonna give you some tips on performance coaching, and I'm gonna help to support you. And with the content that I've got planned in the next few weeks and in a few months ahead, and with your help, we're going to be your very best. So this week, we're gonna be talking about engagement, about audience engagement, how do you get the attention of your audience and keep it there. Some of us have to perform on stage for hours on end. Some of them, some of us are doing concerts where we have to spend two hours engaging our audience. Others will have a little cameo role or we'll do a little solo here and there, but you've got to engage your audience. Without engagement, the audience are gonna get bored. They're not gonna be that interested in you. So this comes down to what I think is the X factor. What is the X factor? Who has the X factor? Do we actually know what it is? I know we know that we know about the TV series, but then, yeah, I'll be talking about that in uh, in the coming weeks. But the X factor for me is that unknown thing, what, that, that one thing we can't quantify that makes us want to watch somebody. For example, you'll take, uh, you know, people like Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, Barry Manilow, uh, Lionel Richie, whoever it is, you watch them on stage and you are in awe and you're totally grasped by them. These are the people that make you feel like no matter how many people there are in the room, if you're sitting in a big stadium or, or a big arena and there are 10 or 15,000 people around, that they are singing to you and you alone and that there's no one else in the place. It's just you. You feel that they're singing that song for you. And it's it's that for me that is the x factor it's it's me as a person thinking that they're singing this song to me for me and i think i think it's all in the words i think it's all in the performance it's not just in the music it's not just about standing on a stage 
and doing your bit, singing your piece. We've all done that, of course we have. And I think as we become more and more experienced on stage, we get better at not just thinking about what we're doing, but actually thinking about the audience. Because at the end of the day, the audience have paid good money, in most cases, sometimes a lot of money, they've paid good money to come and watch you perform. And we have to therefore give back. That's why we do this. Why do we do it? We do it because we love doing it. We love the thrill. We love what it what it feels like on stage. We love, of course, we love the audience's reaction when we do stuff great and we do something great. And at the end of the show, when they're standing on their feet, screaming and clapping at us because they're loving what we're doing so much, it makes us want to do it even more. But we have to deliver that amazing performance to start with. So some of the things that you can do to try and, uh, and engage an audience, you can think about where you're looking. That's, the, that's something key. I mean, so many people I see look at the floor. Now, can you imagine if I was doing this uh, video blog right now, just looking at the floor, you would, you know, and just looking around and maybe looking at my watch, cup of coffee, whatever it might be, just, I could just put my feet up actually, I could just put my feet up and read a book. You would, you'd lose interest. You wouldn't be interested in what I've got to say. But what it's about is making sure that you communicate your feelings. And a lot of people will sing and a lot of people will sing to themselves almost. And they think they are expressing their emotion, but often they're not. They're actually feeling it, but they're not expressing it. And the number one thing for me are words. It's great to sing a great tune, but if you're, if you're singing a tune without words, it means nothing. And the emotion is just in the music and there's plenty of emotion in music, but there is even more emotion with words. And you've got to think about the words. When I pick up a piece of music that I've never even sung before or never even played before, the first thing I do is look at the words. I then look at the music. I think about what I've got to play. I think about what I've got to sing. And then I sing the words and I phrase the words and I breathe in the right places and I imagine that I am describing what's on the page and being the character that's, that's portraying it. I don't just sing the words, sing the phrases and sing the notes. That's dull. What you've got to be able to do is you've got to communicate the words. The words are everything. Often in um, particularly musical theatre, this is not orchestral music for a singer, obviously. It's got words and without the words, it has no meaning. And without no meaning, it has no emotion. And without any emotion, the audience are gonna be really bored. You need to think about what you're singing and you have to do that from the start of the piece to the end of the piece. There's no point just doing it at the beginning and then forgetting about it. You've got to carry out that expression from understanding the piece that you're singing and, and communicate it right from the beginning, right to the end. And it's about imagining perhaps that you're singing it to one person in the audience. And often in workshops, um, I, I get, and I know a lot of, a lot of, uh, of uh, workshop leaders do this, but you, you, you sing a song, you see someone singing a song and you get someone else for them to sing it to. And that really helps engage them. And it, it, it helps when you're performing on, on, a, on a live stage to thousands of people to think about the same thing. Imagining you're singing to that invisible person, that one person that you're trying to express your words to. And that will communicate the feeling to thousands of people because everybody is going to think that you're singing it for them. You need to take the stage. You need to own the stage. So many people 
like this. They, they, they clam up on stage and they just sing into a mic and they sing there and they just stand there and they don't move. You have to use your space. And it's, it's all about doing that because you must remember that your audience are not just standing in front of you or sitting in front of you. They could be quite a way away in the distance. They could be up there. They could be to the side. They could be down front. You've got to perform everywhere. You've got to use your space. space. It is yours. It is your stage at that moment. And just never look at that floor. It drives me nuts when I see people looking at a floor. Don't don't look down. Look at your audience. Don't eyeball them. That's a bit odd, I think, sometimes. You, you see a performer and they eye, you, you sort of catch their eye and it's a little bit, oh, where do I look as an audience member? But just look into the abyss. Just look out there into the area that you want to perform it and don't make this all about you. It's actually all about them. It's about the audience. And imagine yourself when you're sitting in an auditorium and you're watching a show or you're watching a singer, you're watching a concert, you're at a gig. You, you've got to imagine how you want to be uh, performed too. What would make you feel great? What makes you enjoy a show? What makes you enjoy a performer? Imagine that when you are transforming it where the, card, where the tables turn and you're standing on that stage performing. You need to take these people <clears throat> and you need to bring them into your world. Your world is a world of amazement, relaxation, and a great feeling. And that's what people want when they go to see a show. They want to be entertained, they want to laugh, they want to cry, they want to be moved, they want to be taken out of their world that they've left behind for their hard day at work or their really difficult times they've got at home and they want to go out and be entertained and they want to be emotionally drained when they come out of a concert or they come out of a performance. And you have the power to do that, but you've got to engage them. Now, you might have heard me <coughs> clear my throat a couple of times towards the end of that, uh, that little section I just did. And that's because I need to drink. And I'm going to be talking about uh, drinking and what to drink and how much to drink a bit later on uh, when we cover our vocal tips. But uh, I want to tell you a little bit about behind the scenes this week and what I've been doing this week. And um, I'm looking for a theatre at the moment. I'm looking for a space to put on uh, a new production that I'm working on uh, with my co-producer, uh, Mark Pettit. And uh, we've been uh, walking around theatres, checking them out, talking to the management and looking at uh, what out, what's out there. Um, in the Fringe area this time, we are we're looking at a Fringe show and uh, it's exciting times and we're, we're working on a couple of projects together. And... Um, We've been uh, looking at some spaces uh, and uh, seeing what's good out there, what's bad out there, and uh, what's uh, in the middle. Uh, so it's it's it is tough being a producer. It's uh, that that's uh, not an ego thing. That's 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 the reality. It's not easy, um, and there's a lot to do and a lot of work. And the first thing you have to do is find a great creative team and a great venue to put a show on. So that's what we've been doing, uh, been doing this week. The other thing that's going on this week is I'm uh, I'm conducting uh, one of my choirs, Next Stage Choir who you can check out at www.nextstagechoir.com. And they're an amazing community choir based in St Albans and in Marlow in Buckinghamshire. And I've been conducting them for some time. They're a wonderful group of people that don't sing for a living, but like to come together uh, once a week and sing and make great music. And they, uh, they're doing phenomenally well. Uh, and they, uh, they love what they do. And that's, uh, and that's why you do it. But this week, for the first time, we are, uh, we're going up to Stratford-upon-Avon 
and we're going to be taking part in uh, the Community Choirs Festival, uh, which is uh, an annual event and uh, which involves lots of choirs. And uh, it's a, a workshop in the daytime. And then we get to perform uh, late afternoon and evening. And we get to perform an a cappella piece. And the thing with Next Stage Choir is that they've never publicly sung an a cappella piece before. An a cappella is uh, pretty difficult and it's uh, it's definitely uh, a technique uh, that, uh, that you have to work very hard on. We're doing a very beautiful song, a Billy Joel song, Billy Joel's song called And So It Goes. Uh, and we're doing it in four-part harmony, and it sounds amazing. I'm taking uh, 36 singers uh, up there uh, at the weekend. I'll let you know how we get on uh, performing our, our piece. So that's, uh, that's what's, uh, what's, what's going on at the moment. Uh, let's see what happens next week. I'll keep you posted. So this week I'm going to be talking about drinking. No, I'm not going to be talking about bottles of wine or beers or anything like that. I'm going to be drink drinking. I'm going to be talking about drinking water and I'm going to be talking about other things you can drink too. But how much to drink, when to drink and what drinks. Drinking and keeping your vocal cords and your throat area moist at all times is so, so important. Drying up can make you cough, it can affect your range, it will certainly affect your tone. And it's all about drinking on a regular basis. It's not just about saying, right, I'm going on stage, I'm going to drink a bucket of water. That's not going to help, it's going to drown you. And it'll probably make you want to visit the toilet quite a lot, which is something you want to avoid during a performance. But you do need to drink, and I, I recommend, as, uh, as a lot of people do, that you drink around one to two litres every day, and you drink water, or uh, I, I suppose water-based drink. Obviously, everything is water-based, but what I mean that is, I mean, don't drink gallons of orange juice, for example. Don't drink Coke. You don't want things that contain too much acid. You don't want stuff that's going to make you belch. You don't want uh, to have other drinks that can dry your vocal cords out, such as coffee, alcohol. It does the same thing. You don't want to dry your voice out by drinking. That's obviously has the opposite effect. What you want to do is drink things like um, just just squash, um, just very weak squash, or uh, herbal teas are very, very good. Not too much other tea, nothing too much caffeine. You can drink decaf teas quite good, but not too much of it again. Uh, you want to drink water. Water is your best friend uh, as a singer or as a speaker. And as the old saying goes, a well-oiled machine works best. It's exactly the same uh, with your vocal cords. You need to keep everything really, really moist. Really drink, drink, drink. Um, I have so many people that come to me and talk to me and say, oh, I've got a really dry voice, quick croaky. <clears throat> I have to keep clearing my throat. Well, they're not drinking enough. And don't forget, there are things that will dry you out even more. And the more you talk and the more you perform, the more you're gonna need to drink. So many singers don't drink enough and you need to drink. It's all about looking after yourself. It's the same with your skin. You know, if you drink more, your, your skin's gonna be better because the, the, the water is absorbed in the body. Over time, the voice will work a great deal better if you keep drinking and drink regularly. Just keep drinking regularly and keep drinking water. As I said, you can drink other things, but keep them to a minimum. Um, drinking alcohol is okay, of course, we all do it from time to time, but it's a pretty silly thing to do 
a night before a performance. And the same goes with lots of fizzy drinks that make you burp or that will create acid. You don't want to, to drink stuff that's going to make things worse for you in a performance. So, you know, you could drink lukewarm tea. That's fine. You don't want to drink too much milk, but you can have some milk. You don't want to have burning hot drinks before a performance, and you don't want to have freezing cold drinks performance before a performance. You want to have room temperature drinks are great. Um, of course, you can have a wake-up drink, uh, with, you know, something just to go spark you up a bit. Iced water is great for that as well, but water is your best friend. You know what it's like if you're in a hot country or you're, you're on holiday or something, water's your best friend there. And it, well, alcohol for some people, but <laughs> water is your best friend and it's your same thing, the same thing as a performer. And I can't encourage you to drink enough. Well, that's it for this episode. I'd like to thank you very much for watching. And before I go, I'd just like to say, if you've got any questions, please get in contact. You can contact me via the website at www.russellscottentertainment.com. Of course, you can make comments on YouTube. Please spread the word through Facebook and Twitter and tell your friends to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe and tell me what you're doing. Um, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what's going on in your lives. And you never know, you might just get a plug. If there's something you'd like to be included, let me know. And if you've got any of your own vocal tips and tricks, equally, I'd like to hear about them. You never know. Um, again, we might put something uh, online. Thank you so much for watching again and for sparing the time. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope it's been great for you. And please continue to watch. But in the meantime, continue to be your very best. <laughs>